This is episode number one of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurity. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Hello, lovely people. I am incredibly excited to welcome you to the first ever episode of the Curiosity Club. I'm going to use this episode to explain to you why I believe being curious about ourselves and the world is the key to being able to live a happy and fulfilled life. And I practice being curious every day. It's a passion for instilling this in others that led me to coaching and to become a yoga teacher. I'm going to talk to you about what happens when we aren't curious and what does it achieve when we are. I'm going to also share a little bit of my own story with you about how becoming more curious got me out of a 10-year hole of anxiety and depression. First things first, let me actually tell you what I mean by curiosity. Curiosity is a state. It's a quality that we can develop where we become more inquisitive, where we dig a little deeper and ask questions about why we're getting certain results in life and why we might be feeling a certain way rather than just carrying on in the same old patterns that are no longer serving us. Curiosity is about noticing whether we end up in um, relationships with guys who don't treat us well enough and make us feel really shitty, rather than beating ourselves up about it and telling ourselves that we will never meet someone decent and have a long-term relationship, we begin to ask ourselves why. Why do we keep going for these guys that are emotionally unavailable? Um, What am I feeling that makes me feel I need to fix people? What underlying belief perhaps is driving this? And how can I begin to work this out so that I can finally break the pattern? So being curious is having that desire to learn rather than sticking your head in the sand. It's the desire to explore your inner world as well as the world around you so that you can understand things a little bit better. And as you can tell, this is something I feel very passionately about. I love learning about myself and understanding why I think and feel certain things and why I do things. It also means that I am able to understand the people around me better and means that I'm not only able to be kinder to myself, but also to other people. But the most important thing of all for me is that this state of curiosity instills a sense of wonder within us. And when we can live with wonder, it means that we can live with joy. And what is life if it's not joyful? To me, that is the most important thing. Finding joy, even when times are really hard, because let's be honest, we all have times that are difficult. But finding joy is the most important thing. We were all born curious. When we're children, we're like blank canvases. But by the time we've become adults, we've become so splattered with all these different colours over the years that it's easy to lose sight of the real picture. 
that image of our true self has become muddy and distorted. This is because as we grow up, our parents, our teachers, and whichever society that we've been born into all condition us. And whatever we experience begins to change how we perceive ourselves as well as the world around us. And it's this that forms our beliefs. And certain beliefs will become ingrained in us over time. And depending on the experience itself, whether it's good or bad, that belief is going to be helpful or unhelpful to us. And it's our beliefs that shape our behaviour. And when they're left unchecked, it's those behaviours due to those beliefs that can become bad habits, maybe even addictions for some people, all the way through our lives. Now, it's useless pointing the finger at someone and blaming them for the beliefs that you've developed up until now. That is not what I'm recommending at all when I'm talking about this. Essentially, we're all just humans and we're, every, we're all doing our best. Everyone with their own stuff going on. All you can do is focus on yourself. For example, it's not helpful at all to blame that teacher at school for why you've held the belief that you're useless all these years. If you're being more curious, you'd wonder what perhaps was going on for Mrs Tilbury at the time. And then you'd remember that she had had a newborn. So was probably suffering from exhaustion after many sleepless nights. And that having a classroom full of nine-year-olds made her patience pretty stretched at times. You'd also ask yourself questions like, when had you received praise rather than um, criticism about your behaviour? And actually, you'd find that the praise hugely outweighed the criticism about being useless. You'd ask yourself, why did it make you feel useless when you were told that um, you were so? And you'd also realise that it's completely understandable to feel like that as a nine-year-old in front of your peers when you're feeling embarrassed. You realise actually, still, at 29, you would feel the same. By being more curious about where your beliefs come from and how they affect things for you today means that you're able to begin to start reframing them. And when you reframe your beliefs, that is when you can start to change your behaviour. Now, I'm not going to go um, into to how we can start reframing our beliefs today, but that will be another podcast, I promise. I just wanted to show you how being curious can help you understand what shapes you as a person and how it enables you to change what isn't serving you any longer. It's an innocent curiosity that we have as, a, as children and that's what we tend to lose over time. We go from seeing the world in awe and wonder to then perceiving things through a filter of our past experiences. As children, we are like those sponges, those blank canvases. We're open to absorb all new experiences without any pre preconceived ideas due to whatever has happened to us in the past. And if you ha have young children in your life, then you'll know how they incessantly ask why, why, why all the time, which can be infuriating <laughs> if um, you're an adult. But what they're doing is digging deeper beneath, beneath the surface because they want to understand and learn. And this is what we need to be doing as adults. That inquisitiveness is a beautiful thing. 
And we all need to be nurturing it within ourselves. Every person on the planet, no matter who they are, would benefit from bringing out their inner child a little bit more. And that's what being curious does. It enables us to be more in the moment by bringing out our inner child. By being more present, it brings us out of living in autopilot and allows us to really start engaging with our lives. When we're mindfully in the moment like this, we become less reactive to everything that's happening around us. It gives us the space that we can begin to choose how we're living moment by moment so that we can begin to decide what it is that we want to think, how we want to feel, what we want to say and how we want to act. The added pressures of adulting compared to being a carefree child of course makes this a little bit more challenging. But being curious about yourself and with practice you can bring or be that mindful adult that doesn't snap at a child when they make an innocent mistake and instead teaches them that we all do it sometimes and that there's no need to be embarrassed. Because those reactions may happen in your head as thoughts within your internal world, but you have the space to choose how you react in the external world when you're being mindful. And this is what impacts the results that you are getting in your life. Now, there was a time where I had no idea about any of this myself. Unfortunately, they didn't teach it at school. (laughs) Uh, I, I spent about 10 years of my life, up until about six years ago, where I was merely existing. I intentionally say existing rather than living because I was barely able to interact with my life at all. I just couldn't do it. Through a lack of self-awareness and a lack of understanding why I was feeling certain things as a teenager, by the time I was in my early 20s, I'd become so consumed with anxiety and depression that life had become so overwhelming, I was unable to engage with it properly. This culminated in me spending most of my last year of university in bed, and meant that I came very, very close to failing my degree. After this, I ended up having a breakdown. And what followed was a long and incredibly challenging journey to rebuild and reconnect to myself. Fast forward to today, and I can wholeheartedly say that I believe life is great. I didn't believe that six, seven, eight years ago at all. It was entirely different. And that doesn't mean that I think life is great all the time because it's not i am human and life is life shit happens and sometimes i feel shit but the difference is i trust that it won't be so forever and i have a vast toolbox of things that i know i can dip into when i need to in order to help me feel better and help me pull myself out of any rut that i might be falling into for me Because in the past, I didn't look after my mental health, I developed mental illness. And the two are different. Again, future podcast there. (laughs) And because the mind and body are so intrinsically connected, I also suffered a lot of physical illnesses as well in various shapes and forms. This is why I feel so passionately about being curious enough so that you can help build that awareness and understanding about yourself 
that means you can help prevent things getting as bad as I did. This is the whole reason why I started teaching yoga and then became a a coach and have now started this podcast is because I want to help people become unstuck. I want to help people feel less overwhelmed by life and show people how they can become more courageous and confident because I've been there and I've done it myself. If you're someone that knows you aren't quite reaching your full potential or perhaps nowhere near reaching your full potential, then this podcast and all its future episodes are here to show you that you too can learn the skills to transform your feelings and eventually your life. It all starts with being curious. I could say everything I am about my past because hindsight is a wonderful thing. And looking back with the mindset that I have now, I can see exactly which experiences I had as a child and as a teenager that caused me to have certain beliefs and that put me on that downward spiral. But the main thing that prevented me from changing at the time was a lack of self-awareness. Without self-awareness, we can't be curious about ourselves because we don't realise that we need to be. I used to be totally oblivious to the fact that it was low self-esteem and negative beliefs about myself and the world that were feeding my naturally very active mind. I'm a creative person and an active mind is part of that. This left me with an incapability of being in the moment. I'd essentially become a hostage in my own head, either constantly ruminating on things that had happened in the past or anxiously worrying about things that might perhaps happen in the future. It wasn't until I hit rock bottom and then proceeded to hang out there for a little while (laughs) that I began to dig a little deeper myself. I started to wonder why I felt like this when other people didn't. And that started my consumption of knowledge around the human mind and self-development. It was then that I started regularly practicing yoga and became fascinated with the mind-body connection. I had finally become curious and everything I was learning made me so determined to start living in the way I wanted to. And it was this curiosity that enabled me to lay the foundation of self-awareness that began to transform my life. I still believe wholeheartedly that one of the most important qualities needed to create change is self-awareness. And it's something that you will explore with me if you come to a yoga class or we do coaching together. Because when we nurture our desire to know more and we begin asking these questions about why we're feeling a certain way or why the same thing keeps happening to us, this is when our self-awareness develops. And it's so vital because the more we get to know and understand ourselves, the better we will be able to identify what it is we actually want from life. What do we actually desire? What thoughts are causing us to feel certain things? What is it that we are actually feeling? (laughs) What things are triggering these unhelpful behaviours for us? And by getting to know what we actually want from our personal and our professional lives, then we can really begin to figure out how and what it is that we need to do in order to get the results we want and how to create the life that we want. It was actually the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle that was a huge turning point for me and my self-awareness. 
If you haven't read it, I cannot recommend it enough. He is amazing. I actually listened to it on audiobook and it's still something that I go back to all the time. It was Eckhart Tolle that first enabled me to realise that I was separate from my thoughts. And this was huge for me. I couldn't understand why the hell had no one ever before told me that it wasn't other people causing me to feel certain things. It was my own thoughts. I mean, it's a complete game changer, yet it is so simple. Now, after years of being unaware of my thoughts, it took a lot of practice to begin to change that. And something that really helped was practicing mindfulness. When my mum first bought me a book on mindfulness, um, I was at university and no one had ever heard of it before. Today, it's much more common knowledge, which is great. Because whether you call it mindfulness or just awareness or whatever you want to call it, It is a way of living that has the potential to change your entire perspective on life for the better. What mindfulness means is paying attention in a particular way. And that is that you're paying attention deliberately, you're paying attention in the present moment, and you're paying attention without judgment for whatever you find there. So you're not beating yourself up if you are having negative thoughts or feelings, you're just observing them. Like all things, it takes practice to be good at it, but over time, being more mindful really can free you from living in your head. It enables you to realise that those horrible things you think about yourself aren't fact. They just come from your inner critic who has certain beliefs due to whatever has happened to you before. And this self-awareness allows you to discover that you have a choice whether you listen to your thoughts or whether you choose to direct your attention elsewhere. And that is when you can start to become an active participant in your life rather than just a passive recipient. Mindfulness exercises are a brilliant way to intentionally start building your self-awareness. And the more you intentionally practice, eventually the more habitual it will become in your day-to-day life. And eventually the more freedom you will be able to create for yourself. It means you'll no longer be a prisoner in your own head, stuck in the grasp of fearful or self-deprecating thoughts. So exercises like this are really, really great. And I have some um, free mindfulness downloads on my website, which I will put a link for in the show notes so you can check those out. By developing our self-awareness like this, we're building a connection to ourselves that is invaluable. Because it's when we become disconnected from ourselves that it's really easy to fall into unhelpful behaviours. And this will manifest in each of us slightly differently. For me, it was partying, sleeping and eating disorders. I would party to try and numb my feelings. And if I wasn't partying, I was sleeping so that I could just full on escape my feelings. And the eating disorders were from a result of low self-esteem and a way for me to try and gain a little bit of control back into my life. Other examples of behaviours might be things like overworking or being over-dependent on other people for for the way you feel or being lazy, which by the way is a symptom, not a personality trait. Anyway, more simply put, when we do too much doing and not enough being, which is a huge issue for us in the Western world, we don't notice when we feel certain things. And when feelings are left unchecked, 
we will continue to be trapped in these unhelpful habits and behaviours. This is what happened to me, and I see it happening to so many other people, especially in their 20s and 30s. However, by making the decision to become more curious, you can begin to dive deeper beneath the surface. And this enables you to uncover details about yourself and understand your inner processes, which will eventually break down any boundaries that are currently keeping you stuck where you are. Not only will this mean that you can live a life without any limits and begin to make some real transformations, but it means that you're able to be far more compassionate to yourself and to other people. You're able to stop beating yourself up for any deemed failures. And this relationship that we have with ourselves is the only real lifelong relationship that we will ever experience. And like all relationships, it takes a lot of work. But if we put the work in to build a better connection to ourselves, it can be the most profound relationship that we will ever have. And trust me, I'm really speaking from experience on this one. When you're standing in your own corner like this and it's you against the world, rather than you against your own mind, this builds a resilience that you need to overcome adversity. And there's one thing that is for certain in life. And that is that we are all going to face challenges along the way. But it's how we react to those hurdles that makes the difference to whether something breaks us or whether we survive and grow from the experience. In the past, the tiniest setback would have triggered a response in me that would potentially send me off into a spiral of self-hate and anxiety for weeks, sometimes even months. A good example of this in particular is when past relationships ended. In my early 20s, when a relationship with a guy would end, however brief the encounter or whatever the reasons why, I'd beat myself up so much, harassing myself with all the reasons why I wasn't good enough and how I would never be happy again and that I would definitely never have a decent relationship. And this, of course, would result in a lot of heartache, a lot of crying, and I would end up living up to my hedonistic reputation in an attempt to try and numb the pain I was feeling and pretend like I was fine. This was because I wasn't being curious enough as to what exactly it was that the guy had done to trigger that response in me. What beliefs were causing me to respond and feel the way I was? And what was it I was thinking that was keeping me stuck in that heartache instead of being able to move on? After I became curious enough to build that connection and understanding with myself, I reacted to breakups in a completely different way. I was able to walk away from them, however upset I was, knowing that I would be okay again and being able to focus on all the positives that I'd learned from the relationship with a sense of trust that it was not the end of my dating career and that I wouldn't be single forever. It gave me the space I needed to be able to see things from a more healthy and neutral perspective rather than just reacting in a way that I would probably regret later. And it's that resilience that's so important because we're all going to suffer breakups at some point, whether it's romantic breakups, friendships or parents splitting up. And although we still feel the pain, being resilient doesn't mean you don't feel pain. It just means that it lessens the impact. And the less impact it has on us, the less impact it will have on our overall lives. 
I want to leave you with the fact that no matter what is going on in your life, there is pleasure to be found if you can just bring yourself into the present moment and to begin to find and discover your inner child again. This curiosity is the ability to wake you up to the world around you. And this means that you will find a sense of awe in all the little details of life. You'll realize that there is magic in the mundane. As you're listening to this, really look around you. Notice the shadows, the colors, and the different tones. Notice what you see in the foreground, in the background. If you really listen, what else can you hear other than my voice? Glide your hand along your arm and feel the different textures. Notice every sensation on your skin. What thoughts are coming into your head right now? What are you feeling? Realize that when you do this, there is no other moment than now. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Memories of yesterday don't matter. There is just this moment of being curious. And every moment can be like this, giving you a new experience and a new feeling, presenting you with a continuously fresh outlook on life. If you practice this every day, then you too can find that joy that you deserve. That's all from me today. If you've enjoyed this first episode, then please do subscribe and share it with your friends so that I can keep bringing you new episodes. And if you want to leave a five-star review saying what you enjoyed most, that would also be fantastic. Let's start this culture of curiosity together. So until next time, my loves, stay curious.